We talk about fake it till you make it all the time. This is the epitome of fake it till you make it. Okay, welcome guys to video eight or nine or whatever it is. I think eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're just moving right along here. Thank you for coming back and doing these videos with us, Vina. We are laying out the whole game plan plan. to go do your first fun. Yes. Isn't that exciting? Yes. I'm excited for people to do this because it changed my life. I'm excited to do it in my own business. I mean, it will change your life. This will change your life. Yeah. This one is a really good one because it's all about your credibility kit. Yes. Credibility kits. Now, when you first explained this to me the other day when we were hanging out, um, I looked at one that I thought was, wow, that's really good. And you're like, Jerry, that is terrible. Let me show you a real one. Right. You know what I mean? And you showed me an OM that an offering and- and you walked me through it and it was so it was so strategic and and you had a mm-hmm. whole plan on how this works. So I'm really excited to hear yes. your ideas around a credibility kit, which doesn't just include your offering, right? It might no. include some other things. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about this, a credibility kit. What is it and why is it important? Yeah. And so credibility kit is just a word we made up on yeah. the spot while we were trying to think of oh, what it's not to really do called here. That? It's not like really a thing. Well, I feel like it doesn't have a an official designation of what's it's fancy, in it. It's not fancy it's enough. Not fancy. It's not a big enough word. It really isn't. Yeah. We need to think of a fancier word. Okay. But a reputation management kit, <laughs> right? That sounds fancier. Doesn't yeah, it? way better. No, but okay. So here's what is in your credibility kit because you have to think about it like when you first start out, you don't have any credibility, right? You might have credibility in other things, other areas, but you might not in hotels. It's the typical horse before the cart, right? right. Chicken before the chicken egg or problem. egg, Chicken or egg. Yeah. And so what? It, that shouldn't stop you. But what you need to do is you need to be really prepared so that you look good, right? Like we talk about fake it till you make it all the time. This is the epitome of fake it till you make it. And so the first thing I think that everybody should have is what you said, an OM, an offering memorandum. Okay. So what that is, is it is a pitch book, a deal deck, whatever you want to call it. But an OM is what we say in the real estate world. So then you're going to have like some photos, like really nice photos. Maybe you'll have videos depending on how you want to pitch it to your investors. But you'll have photos. You're going to have the deal specifics, right? Returns on the deal. You'll have um, what your plan, your business plan is. You'll have your bios for all of the executives. And we talked about the hack. If you don't have credibility, of how to get credibility mm. instantly, right? Yeah. Should we share it with everyone? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. We don't want to like gatekeep yeah, guys, it. Yeah, guys, you want you want all the nuggets or just most of yeah, the nuggets? Just some of them. Right. <laughs> no. Okay. So what we had talked about, and I don't know why no one else does this, because they really should. But when you're starting out, you can create a board of advisors. Oh my gosh. This was so smart, Vina. I every now and then I earn my keep. That alone right there is worth thousands. It's crazy. That no one does this. Yeah, because my my problem was, and I and I said this to you with my mm-hmm. hotel deal, is, is like I'm doing my first hotel deal, so I don't have this big track record. I don't have a ton of experience. It's my first real legit fund. I mean, right. I've raised a ton of money, but right. not, not a real fund like we're doing. Yeah. Well, and we're not going to say that in our elevator pitch, by the way. No, we don't say I mean, that We're going to leave that out. In fact- It's between friends. We don't also, when I said to you, you said, tell me what you know about hotels. And I said, I don't know. I'm figuring it out. You're like, no, that's not what you say. Yes. You don't say, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. And the reality is I own a hotel. Right. Which is so crazy. I mean, we right? did joke and say you've stayed at hotels for yeah. like 20 years. So you're familiar <laughs> with Hilton. Yeah. But we're joking. But he owns a hotel. Okay. Let's say you didn't own a hotel. Yeah. I own a hotel. Mm-hmm. I could be on your board of advisors, right? Nick has done, I don't even know how many millions of dollars of funds that you've 
been the legal advisor on for hotels or hospitality. And he could be on yeah. your board of advisors. Tax strategists can be on your board of advisors. So what you're saying is you get a board of advisors mm-hmm. and you bring on that board of advisors yep. some real heavy hitters. Yeah. Experts, total, tons of experience. Like billions and billions of dollars of everything, right? Yeah. And the best of everything. Right. On your board. On your board of advisors. And then you go to your investors and you say, hey, we're raising for this deal. My board of advisors has X, Y, Z credentials on it. Yeah. Yeah. And you put that in your OM. You don't ever have to go in and say, I've never done a deal. Do you want to write me a check? No one wants to write you a check then. You go in and you say, hey, listen, I'm really excited because I put together this team of the best people on the planet. Here's what we've done collectively. Right. So that goes into your OM. It's like instant credibility overnight. Now, how do you get these heavy hitters to be on your board? Yeah. So that's actually the bigger challenge, because the problem is, is when you get to a certain level of success, you start getting so many opportunities. You don't really know what to say yes to, what to say no to, what is going to be just a time suck. Um, So most of the time there will be either some kind of like a salary or payment for consulting and or some kind of equity component. And it doesn't have to be much. It's not like you have to give away 50% of the deal. Though, when you're first starting, you have to really think about it. Again, you know, do you want a whole grape or you want a slice of watermelon? Yeah. Did you guys catch that in the previous video? Say yeah. that again. I love that analogy. Do you want to have a whole grape, like one grape, or do you want a slice of a watermelon? So like 100% of something tiny or 10% of something giant? Big. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is if you know and understand what your personal goals are, you can then make different moves. Like I've had somebody who came to me, they wanted me to partner with them on a multifamily deal and they're just getting started. So they, they need a lot of help and they needed a lot of handholding. And you know what they came to me and said, they said, Vina, we want to do this deal with you. We will do all of the work. We'll do everything. And we'll give you 51% of the deal so that you can control the deal. And I was like, wow. And I said, okay, let's see what you have, right? Got and my why attention. were they willing to give up so much? Because they knew that, and it was a smaller deal. It was yeah. a $12 million deal, okay, right? A like, tiny little baby deal. I, <laughs> I wouldn't look at a $12 million deal today, really, because it's the time is not Wow, worth imagine it. that, you guys. $12 million deal is not worth your time. No. Because but I, at one point, that was the biggest deal ever. I mean, yeah. There was you know a I mean? point where I was like, I'll never buy a deal that big. That's crazy. Yeah. But, Isn't it the power of just starting where you're at and moving and forward all the time, growing? And growing. I mean, now, I mean, we're under contract right now on a $130 million deal. $130 million right? deal. So it gets one more zero. Yeah. It's, Think bigger, everybody. Exactly. Right? Like, Think why bigger. isn't it a $1.2 billion deal, though? Yeah. That's the real question we should be asking. More zeros. It's just one more zero. You'll get so there. Might as well. I mean, yeah, eventually. Uh, but that's the thing, right? So they came to me and they said, we want to buy this $12 million deal. We know it's not a deal you would normally look at. We will do all of the work and give you 51% just to be there when we need to call you. And we will not call you all the time. Because they're playing the long game and they want you in the deal because they're thinking about their next deal and their next deal. Exactly. So they were willing to give up 51% for me doing very minimal work. Did you have to raise money? No. 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 I told them, I was like, I don't raise money for other people's deals and I won't put my name on anything that I cannot have control of especially if things are going sideways, because I need to have control then. And I mean, realistically, in their position, why wouldn't they want me to have control over yeah. it if things are going sideways? Right. right? Who better like, than right. you know, someone that knows what to do? Right. But I'd be really upset if I had to take control over it because I don't want to spend my time there. And so that's why it's really interesting when you get a, to a certain level of success. Like these deals, it, it sounds crazy, but it's too small. Mm-hmm. Because if I have to divert even one hour a week to that, 
I'm losing so much money doing the other things. My opportunity cost is too high. Yeah. But they approached me with this attitude. And I was like, wow, they like really want to partner with me because I wouldn't give up 51% of my mm-hmm. deal today. Yeah. I would have years ago, but today I won't. And so I was like, wow, they are really showing me that this is a relationship for them and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. So we actually went through the process. Um, I agreed to do it. We were still in the LOI underwriting phase. I reviewed it with them. And actually, when we were submitting the offer, I I told them, I said, hey, guys, I really appreciated that you guys came to me with such a generous offer. But I see the long term, too. And I said, I don't want to be the partner that is predatory because I want you to come back to me with the next deal and the next deal and the next deal. Yeah, I'm thinking long term, too. And so I said to them, I don't know what the right split is, but I do know that 51 percent doesn't feel fair to you guys, not, I mean, it was more than fair to me, but it doesn't feel fair to you guys. And I want everybody to walk away from this deal feeling like, wow, we all just won together. And so I told him, I said, I'm, we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll negotiate what that looks like, which is not really a negotiation because I'm just cutting my percentage <laughs> down. So they're going to be like, sure. I'll negotiate away say. from my percentage. Right. Yeah. It, but it's the right thing to do because yeah. I want, I always want people to have a positive experience because if this is their first deal at $12 million, what about when they're doing a $120 million deal? Cause they will one day. I want to be part of that. Yeah. I want them to come to me first. I want them to always think that, wow, she acted so ethically and she cared so much about us as partners. She's never going to do anything to purposefully or maliciously hurt. Yeah. Us. That's interesting. You say that I'm looking at a deal with Pace Morby mm-hmm. right now and and we look at this deal and I said, okay, Pace, what, uh, how do I participate? Like, right. what are you thinking? And he said, um, well, bring half the money. I'll bring half the money. And then my team will operate it. And I said, well, wait a minute. That doesn't really seem fair. Um, wouldn't I bring all the money and then your team operates it? Right. That kind of feels right. more like a, and he's like, Jerry, no, no, no. I, I want to, I just want to be able to do a deal with you. Right. So I'm trying to make it attractive. And I'm still like, no, I don't want to be in a deal that isn't right. Because I'm also doing the same thing he's trying to do with yeah. me, which is, dude, I want you Build to think, man, who should I call for this next deal, right. Jerry? Because that's a super win opportunity. Right. Not, I did that because it was great, but I don't really want to do that again. Right. Or someone else does something that is a little yeah. bit more aligned, and then they're calling that pace calling right. that person instead of you. Yeah, but that's just two people coming together that are thinking past the deal in front of right. them and they're thinking the big like, picture. Yeah, they're thinking about the next hundred deals together, yeah. not this deal on the table. Whereas in my mind, I'm thinking, man, if I can make this a zero down deal where I fund the, the down payment money and Great. then his, I mean, that that, yes. that feels right awesome. yeah, to me because then awesome. he'll be calling me on the next one. Right, and that's awesome. And yeah. look, there's so many different ways to structure a deal. It's never black and white. No. It's never one way every time. Correct. You can change it. If, it. if it worked on this one, it might not work on the next one. That's okay. That's a great thing about a deal by deal or a fund by fund. Right, exactly. And that's one nice thing is you have a lot of flexibility there. Yeah. And so I definitely think that just in partnerships in general, if you are going to someone and asking them to do something like be on a board of advisors and they have a lot of other opportunities in front of them, you have to think about what's going to make it attractive to mm. them. Yeah. Now you have a template sort of, right? I have a template. We'll put it into okay. the download. Guys. Which is crazy because I usually don't give this away. Wow. So Because this is big value things now. Like this yeah, is a big I, deal. I mean, I hope it helps somebody yeah. skip hours and hours of trying to figure out how to put it together, what to do. And what is it? it, like a PowerPoint? or? Yeah, like, it's just what, a like PowerPoint. A t- but it's but a template. There's a template, yeah. And you can go and you can literally change the theme to fit your colors. You mm. can add your logos. You can put your photos Very and powerful. your 
deal information in there and plug it plug it all in and then you have your own OM. Guys, would you think that's amazing? Leave a comment and say, thank you, Vina. That is so <laughs> amazing. And that's your slide deck or your... Or we, we, you call it an OM? Yeah, an OM, slide deck, pitch deck, but it's called an is it OM. prospectus? That's what I prospectus call it. Prospectus okay. is fine too, yeah. yeah. That's a big word. I know, it's hard to say too. Look at you saying all these <laughs> fancy words. Um, <laughs> then the next thing I think you need is your bio. Mm-hmm. People overlook this all the time. Your personal bio. Mm-hmm. And that's not a resume. It's literally a bio. And you want to look nice, you know, put a nice smiling picture of your face mm-hmm. on there. Um, have it really nicely designed. I have a template for that that we're going to put into the kit as well. Okay, good. So you can a go in, yeah, yeah. plug in a bio. Um, and then the executive summary. Okay. And what this is, is this is just like a one pager, which reviews all of the highlights of the deal point. So when someone doesn't want to read the... 10 pages or 20 pages or 100 pages or whatever, however long your OM is, give them an executive summary that's short. It's one page and it has the highlights like this, how much money you're going to make. This is why we like the deal. Year, how much it's going to cost, what our targets are, and maybe a blurb about why you like this location Mm. and a photo, right? That's going to be your your executive summary. And that goes in your OM. Is that like up at the top? No, I just, it's separate. I usually don't send it out unless I know somebody still isn't ready to like look at something or they just want to see it really quickly. Or if I've worked with them before and I know they're really like, "Ah, I just need the high level. Um, You know, about 80 to 90% of my investors are in two or more deals with me. Gotcha. So they don't really need to see the full blown OM most of the time. I mean, obviously they should always look at it. I always give it to them to look at, but usually they just want it all summarized really quickly for them. And again, you're doing things in steps. Yes. Right. You're leading your investors down a strategic yes. path from yes. is there interest? Okay. There's a little bit of interest. Let's go to this step. Right. Let's go to this step. Right. You break it down for your investors so they're not intimidated. You're not asking them to go all the way to the end zone on the first time you're talking to them. You give them the elevator pitch. Then you take them a little further. Then you say, oh, I'd love that. Come to my website. Let's set up a call. Here's the OM. Okay, here's the executive summary if you don't don't like the OM, right? Here's my bio. These are all things that you're doing to condition your investor to understand what the next step is so that they can take that next step forward. That's fantastic. Awesome. So guys, leave a comment and say thank you, Vina, for the credibility kit that's going to be included in the overall fund kit that... Vina's put together that we're giving away for free. There's a link in the description for that. Thank you again for that, Vina. And guys, be sure to stay tuned to these videos. Make sure you're subscribed to the playlist and you're watching these videos. And we'll see you on the next video. I guess I should.